Hey, we're back and we are talking about how to make a million in one year. Jess just read this book and she's applied the concepts and already she's making a million dollars and you can see it all coming down from the sky on YouTube, her background. <laughs> I'm only making hot air balloons over here. Um, and so this is part two and Jess is going to tell us the rest of the story. The part one was we really focused on ICA in part one. And in part two is the rest of the story. So what else do we need to know about how to make a million dollars in one year? Listen to the whole episode to talk about how we're to listen to how we're trying to apply the concepts in our own businesses, or we're going to experiment with the concepts in our own businesses. Yes. Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw, unfiltered, real. Let's get started. All right. What's the rest of the story, Jess, here uh, with this book? First of all, what's the book again and the author? And then beyond ICA and knowing your ICA, what do we need to do to make a million dollars in a year? Okay. So it's called 12 Months to $1 Million by Ryan Daniel Moran. And I do believe he owns a website called capitalism.com. He he's all about building, you know, it's not just picking a product, but it's picking four or five products that you're going to make into a brand, four or five products that people would want to buy throughout the year. So that's kind of like the first idea. So the first idea is that, you know, after you've picked your ideal customer for him, he wanted to just sell yoga mats. So his ideal customer, he actually didn't know how to find. So he started a Facebook page called I love yoga. It's a random I love yoga Facebook page, started making Facebook ads to draw people into the Facebook page. And then he started putting, you know, yoga blog posts, yoga memes, just resharing yoga content till he had, you know, four or 500 people that were being active in this page. That was one of his goals is just, he needs a few hundred people to be active and actually get excited about it. And then he started talking about his product. He's like, listen, I am developing the best yoga mat on the market. And he, he actually asked the people on the page, like, what do you love about your yoga mat? What do you hate about it? And he made some tweaks based on what they told him about the yoga mat. And, you know, he made like a thicker strap and he made it a little bit more um, cushier. And then he ordered his product, his first yoga mat on Alibaba and it's an app that you can download. And it's basically when you hear about people outsourcing things from China or, or buying things from China, they're coming from Alibaba. That's the main, it's almost like the eBay of wholesaler goods from China. You can basically get anything and you can get it made a lot um, cheaper than you would trying to do it yourself. 
And it's, it's a process. Learning Alibaba is a process because some of the sellers are good and some of the sellers are bad. And you're taking a big gamble on your money, trying to create products there. But his idea is that physical products will sell better in this format than digital. But I still thought there was a lot of things that we could take away as teacherpreneurs from the whole concept, even if we didn't want to do a physical product. So his idea was roll out the yoga mat. And then once you have your first, you need a couple goals. So goal number one, whatever you're selling, you need to make $30 profit, whatever it is. So I was thinking for digital entrepreneurs, that's great because we set the price. We value our own products. Like we don't have to say, oh, well this, you know, I mean, obviously we know the difference between a $3 product and a hundred dollar product and then something in the middle. Like, you know, we know that we can't sell something that's maybe like, eight, seven or eight pages long for $30, right? But it is something we have control over. We have control over our price point. And for this method to work, you need a $30 product. That's the first step. Because if it's if it's less than $30, you're never going to get that sort of snowball effect on your profits where you could actually, you're actually building a business that's going to be profitable and that you could potentially like sell the ideas from someday, right? So $30 product, first step. Next step, you got to find a way to sell that $30 product 25 times a day. And it's it's easier said than done. But like you cannot build a million dollar business without these numbers. With, with this particular model, you got to figure out how do I sell this for for 25 times a day. And so he goes over the different platforms that you could be selling something and you could think of it like this. Maybe you're not going to sell 25 on the same platform like Facebook ads. Maybe you're not going to sell 25 through Facebook ads, but maybe you're going to sell like five on a podcast, five on a blog, five through an influencer, five through your Facebook group five through some other thing that you do, right? Like there there has to be a way of hyper-focusing on the 25. This sounds impossible. Okay, so I just, if you sold 25 of a $30 product, that's making $750 a day. Yes, and it gets and, even better than that. So after 360 days a year, is that does that add up to a million? Well, no, but you got to listen to the, this is the whole formula is that you get your first product off the ground and you're comfortably selling 25 a day. Now, from the author's point of view, that you could probably do this in three or four months, but probably not with a full-time job. It needs to be that like you're actually working. This is not like a part-timers type of thing. This is no. you working 40 to 50 hours a week on this business, figuring out how you're selling those 25 a day until you get comfortably into from word of mouth and influencers sharing you and blog posts. You get comfortably into making your 25 sales a day. After you do that for three or four months, then you should launch product number two. And then the same goal is, okay, with product number two, you're going to find a way to sell product number two, which has to have something to do with product number one. It can't be just a random product, but you got to find a way to. And the author also uses Amazon a lot for sales. 
Um, and I, I don't know enough about Amazon like selling digitally. That's why this book is all about physical products. Apparently, Amazon is a wonderful platform to sell physical products on. But I do know a lot of people selling ebooks on Amazon, right? And they sell journals and they sell. So, and that's something maybe we can talk about in a different episode is how do you get into the Kindle direct publishing, the KDP part of Amazon, and maybe start to make money on your lesson plans that way or whatever you're selling to teachers, right? So Amazon's a big part of his equation. I should have probably mentioned that in the beginning. Like it's not just one website and pumping it everywhere. It's also selling, like trying to sell your stuff on Amazon, which is possible for us. But I don't think a lot of teachers take that route. So anyway, the idea is that every three to four months, every season, you add a new $30 product. And you make the next goal of being, how do I sell 25 of these a day? Assuming your first product is continuing to sell $25 or not 25 a day at $30 price point. Once you add your four products in for the year, you're selling a hundred of those four products a day. That's when you start to make millions of dollars is because you're making a hundred sales a day, but your products are all going together. So from a teacher's point of view, it is what is something that teachers need? Like they're going to need in this, in this niche, whatever your niche is, something that they're going to need, that's going to last them the whole year, but you're splitting that into four products, right? Like, like we hear about year long bundles all the time as teachers, I guess this idea would be applied. What if you did, you chop those year long bundles up into $30 products instead of usually a year long bundles over a hundred dollars. Right. So it's not that it's not that shocking of an idea. I think what's, what's hard for teachers is since some of our products are seasonal, how do you get that 25 a day to continue and continue? You know, I almost think you'd have to go into like different grade levels or different topics a little bit because like is a teacher that buys something the beginning of the year going to then buy that another a new teacher going to buy it the second quarter of the year or the third quarter of the year I don't know that's why he recommends doing this with physical products because physical products sell throughout the year equally it doesn't they're not necessarily seasonal except for Christmas you know well yeah and I I have a lot of ideas spinning in my head right now about all of this. Um, Do you want to tell us any more about the book or do you want to move to the phase of us applying this to our own businesses? Because I'm super excited about that. I have some ideas and I want to share them with you. Yeah, I think I think this is a good time to share. I mean, I wanted to just kind of throw the idea out there of one, having products that are valued at $30, you know, or above, right? Having $30 products developing four or five for an entire year that you roll out once every three to four months and getting hyper-focused on trying to get that hundred sale a day point um, point. So you could eventually make a million dollars Yeah, because that is, you need to sell a hundred or something a day to make that million dollar mark by the end of the year. So, which is very, I love what I love about this is it really breaks down what you have to do each day which I think can be really helpful for teacher entrepreneurs because I think a lot of times we just get overwhelmed by all the things that we could do. And we're not, especially me, like I'm not sure where to put my energy, you know? And so it tells you like explicitly put your energy here. And when I did the math, 
I was like, wait, if I sold 25 $30 products every day for the entire year, I would have made $270,000. I'm good with that. (laughs) Well, and I was thinking for you, Amanda, when I was reading this, because you've always said that you really want to replace your teaching income, which is around a hundred thousand a year. Right. So I was thinking, if you think about this, this is the formula for making a million. Well, divide it by 10 and that's the formula for making a hundred thousand. So instead of having to sell a hundred of something a day for a million, you're looking at selling 10 $30 products a day. And that could really make your goals, you know, like that could make everything that you want and more happen for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and my mind immediately goes to Facebook ads. Does he talk about Facebook ads? Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he just said that there's just a million different places to sell your stuff. And for him, the easiest thing. Okay. So he actually does give a little formula and it's not necessarily for Facebook ads, although he did grow a Facebook page to find those first few hundred customers. So his idea is that you need to have 10 super fans, 10 people that just love everything you do. Mm -hmm. And one of those 10 people needs to be an influencer and have an audience of at least 10,000 people somewhere. It could be a podcast. It could be a Facebook page. It could be Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, or TikTok, right? They just need, they need to have a following, even bloggers or an email list of 10,000 people. And it really doesn't even need to be a mega influencer for 10,000 people. They just need to have a platform of thousands of people, right? And then that one influencer, you know, they tend to, if they can really brag up what you're selling and a lot of times you just have to pay them, right? You just have to pay them money to brag up what you're selling and they'll do it. And then, and then the other nine super fans are assumed to be regular people, but those regular people have friends, Facebook friends, smaller platforms, maybe a few hundred followers here and there. And those people also make a huge difference sharing your product, but you do need to find those 10 super fans, 10 people to share this product for each launch to just kind of like get the ball rolling. Obviously you make a little bit more in the beginning than you do, you know, like towards the end of your, your sales cycle. But, you know, one, I think one concept that he really went with is just repeating that idea of keep like continuing to find these 10 people. And I don't know how often he didn't really say how often he finds the 10 people, but like, that's how he starts rolling, you know, making this giant snowball effect of sales because people's word of mouth is so much easier than buying ads and everything else, but he still uses the ads and things like podcasts to make money as well. Like it's not just the influencers. It just, he sees a little bit easier money coming from word of mouth and really working with a core group of 10 people that love his stuff. So affiliate, affiliate kind of marketing. Yeah. Um, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I really love that you said that he is very transparent about like, this is not a part time thing or a side gig. This is you got to do this full time if you want to yeah. make this happen. Um, what about you? Like, how are you thinking about using this, this book? It opened a whole new world for me because I've really been at a standstill with my whimsical crafty business. And I've even thought about just selling the business because it's 
it's kind of a cumbersome part of my life. Like it takes up my entire kitchen, you know, like I don't have a dining room. I don't have any place to eat. Like my business takes up part of my house and the products are just, it's exhausting trying to think of them and then people don't buy them. And I waste hundreds and hundreds of dollars making prototypes each year. And so it made me think of it, of it on a totally different way. I started thinking of like, at least my physical products. I was like, what could I make for teachers with my woodcrafting business and maybe some of these concepts about buying things overseas from Alibaba? And I started developing a product line. Like, how would I make this work for me with my teacher audience? And so I am currently trying to think of like, what would my one year rollout be? And I'm thinking of doing like a reading lovers uh, subscription box where every like three months teachers get a box of, you know, handcrafted goodies uh, and accessories that are reading theme. Because what I found is that my audience, they love to read and they love books. And anytime I come out with anything about reading or books or loving reading, they, they gobble it up. So I really think like that is my sort of ideal customer right now are teachers who love reading, teachers who love teaching reading, teachers who love books, teachers who are readers. And that's a pretty broad audience. So I'm happy with this idea because I do think that I could expand beyond my little circle. I think that it would be easy to find other groups of readers that might want my reader lover box every you know, every season is what I'm seeing. And that could be my four, my four box rollout basically is I'd come up with a new reading lovers box each season of the year. And I think I could match the price points and, and I, I think I could just supplement like some of the things like it's expensive making handcrafted products for people. But I think that I could supplement and buy some things overseas from China and I could supplement my boxes. Essentially, almost everything you see on Amazon is not, it's not from here. <laughs> everything on Amazon has been outsourced from China and shipped over and then they're selling it. So there's a lot of things I've been thinking of like accessories teachers love, lanyards, wristlets for their keys, like little wallets for their badges. There's just a lot of accessories that I can't really make myself, but I could use his his ideas from Alibaba, and he does have a lot about how to find a good retailer um, to, that sells to wholesale or a wholesaler that sells to retailers. So that's my idea. Wow, Alibaba. Go Alibaba. That's Alibaba. Cool. I hope it's called Alibaba. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, you might be saying it wrong. Oh, well. Um, that sounds intense. I don't know. I would, I don't think I would ever go into selling physical products. It just sounds like a whole other world of stress. My sister actually has an Etsy shop and she is so artistic and she has her own art studio now. And she's run into the same problem of like, she's only one artist and she only has so much time, you know, to like create these this art and so she the the stock or whatever runs out and it's yeah it's just hard to keep up I, I did guess. think of how I would do it on TPT too 
Oh yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. I wrote a whole plan. It's in my phone. Hold on. (laughs) No, I wrote a plan. I was like, you know what I could, how would I do this on TBT? Because I, I love this idea of, you know, I have two businesses. I have one making physical products and then I have one where I make teachers pay teachers products. And honestly, I make a lot more money on my teachers pay teachers store. It's just a little bit more fun making physical products because, you know, it's it's just it's a lot easier to share something like I just made this yesterday. It's it's a little sign that says, um, I'll just wait until it's quiet. Oh, <laughs> that's like, cute. Here's like a it's a uh it's like a little coaster, like a little key holder, and the teacher is dead. Oh my! Right, God. it's like a skull, a skeleton, that. right? And so I just made, like literally took me like two minutes to make it, right? And so I was like, it's more fun to show this kind of stuff than be like, oh, look at this piece of paper I made. Ooh, you know. Yeah. So it's hard for me to think about teachers pay teachers in the same way, even though I make a lot more money on teachers pay teachers. Anyway, I developed a. Um, you know, what would a library teacher need for their first year teaching library? And I developed like a whole product line, but I think a lot of it is um, they're going to be, I developed seven units of study, um, but I don't think I'm going to be selling each of the seven units for $30. Like, I think there's just no way. I think on TPT, it has to be a smaller price point probably. But I think that once I get the seven modules made, I'm going to bundle them into a $30 product. And then that could be like my first $30 product. And then I just have to think of like the next $30 product. But I've already I've already scaled out my first $30 product. And it's probably even a little undervalued. Probably, I probably sell this for $35 or $40. But it is seven units that would cover all of the American Library Association's um, library standards. So you'd buy this unit and then you would have lessons every single week with books embedded in the lessons, like books that I'm taking from like the authors, you know, pages and stuff. I'm not like reading the books myself or like on YouTube links, right? But they'd have like books, book study, and you'd be covering like, what are the books you need to read to teach people how to uh, make inquiry units? Or what are the books you need to read for curation? That's a huge library standard, right? Like what are, what is the curation? How do you teach that to kids? And what are the books you'd need to read to them for them to understand curation? So anyway, I got it all planned out. I started making it too. Um, But making, you know, like I said, it's, you know, like making a physical product to sell for $30. It's a little easier for me to think about than like, I think of a $30 TPT unit as being so much time and work and energy. But once you make it and never have to make it again, right? Like I make it once and I have to update it every year or two, but like, I don't, I could just leave it. Whereas like my reading boxes, I'm going to have to make each one of those. That's a lot of labor. It's a lot of work. So I do know that logically investing into my library TPT product is smarter than doing the boxes. I just think the boxes are going to be way easier to sell, I guess. And maybe that's like a mental shift that I need to make in my head, right? So that's what I've been doing. I've been working on both at the same time, which is obviously not a good way to make a million dollars. Well, I also think that Teachers Pay Teachers is tough because selling a $30 product on there is actually quite 
challenging um, because I, all of my products were $30 on Teachers Pay Teachers pretty much because they were so huge and I put a lot of time into them and I feel like they're worth more than $30, but I know Teachers Pay Teachers, people who go on there don't, aren't looking to spend $30. Um, And if they are, they want to get a lot of different products and like a whole cart full of products. So yeah, since joining YDP, I've actually, a lot of the YDP suggestions for my store were decreased price, decreased price. And even the other day, I was searching SEO keywords for argumentative writing units. And it's really sad because my unit is on the second page of search on Teachers Pay Teachers. And all the other units before me are so much cheaper. And they have way more reviews you know, like the top two units. I mean, one of them was only $7 and mine's 30. Like who the heck is going to buy mine over a $7 unit, you know? Um, and it, that, that seller doesn't even say how many pages are in theirs, which is kind of weird. Um, but anyways, and I, I, yeah, so it's just hard, like the competition, because I think a lot of teachers pay teachers products are very, very underpriced for a reason, because teachers don't want to spend their own cash, you know? Um, So I don't know if this idea can apply to teachers be teachers. I'm going to be totally honest. I think it could for content, certain kinds of content. I think it can. I think think look at mine. Mine is like a whole year product. So then now I'm thinking, okay, well, this is a whole year of like, you know, these books that people could read. So what would they actually need next? Because that's what the author says. Think about once you sell your first $30 product, what would come after that to the same buyer? What would they then need? And I think some of the problem is on Teachers Pay Teachers is that, like you said, $30 does cover you for the whole year a lot of times. So then thinking of like what they need next, it's almost, I was almost thinking, what else are they teaching? Because not like most people don't just teach one topic or one subject. It's almost like coming out with the next thing they could be and then just keeping growing like that. But it is, I do agree that the concept is hard on TPT, but what it did kind of open my eyes to is like, I should always be asking what comes next. So like, say I was making this inquiry unit of study I wasn't necessarily thinking what comes after this unit. I don't always do that when I'm building something. I just want to make it. I just want to make it and get it out in the world. And then I never ask myself, what should come next for my buyer? That is something the book taught me is like, we should always be asking like, what is the next logical purchase for this person? Well, and also, I think it's email marketing too, because a lot of times we don't think about selling to people who already bought from us but who's more likely to buy from us people who already bought from us yeah and so sell like emailing customers who actually purchase and actually i just had my website redone by wesley we had an episode about wesley and he one of the things he brought up was like what's your email marketing strategy when someone buys from your woocommerce store like how are you getting reviews how are you getting them to make the next purchase And I was like, I'm not, they buy something from my website and then it's like, bye, you know, and it's, that's, I mean, that's a problem. 
And, but I'm not beating myself up about it because, you know, it's occurred to me recently, not recently, I've always known this, but like the reason that I haven't had the success that I want is because I've actually never worked on this full time. You know what I mean? Like I've always had about a hundred gazillion other things going on in my life. And it's always been, I will find time when I can. And so like anyone who's listening right now and has like a full-time teaching job or has some other thing going on right now in their lives, like trying to like make a million dollars in a year or even a hundred thousand dollars in a year as like a side hustle is just unrealistic. And like, it's mean (laughs) to like do to yourself, you know, to like make a goal like that for yourself, unless you feel like it's like, you know, you're capable of it. Well, I look at some of my buddies who are making more than their teaching salary and they're full-time teachers. They just, you know, it's all about that chasing one rabbit at a time. Mm -hmm. Like they are spending their waking hours before school. They're spending their weekend time. They're spending after dinner time working on their businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's how they make it happen. And I do have a lot of friends that have made, you know, they're making over a hundred thousand a year and they're full-time teachers. It is possible, but they did need to give up two, three, four years of time with their family and friends to do it. And I've never been able to make that commitment, right? I never, I've never been able to prioritize the business over like the relationship with my husband or friends or family. I've just never, I've never had the willpower to do it. It just like, I don't know. It's just not who I am. And it's something that does kind of bother me. It's one reason I like Shelly Reese's courses because she does talk about just like, Hey, if you only have 15 or 20 minutes a day, then this is something you could do right? Like she talks about that all the time. Like, Hey, if you have 15 or 20 minutes a day to focus on your business, those 15 or 20 minutes are going to snowball. You are going to see, instead of just scrapping it all together and saying, I have no time to work on this, find the 15 or 20 minutes in the morning, find 15 or 20 minutes at night, set a timer and get to work. And I've always really loved her for that, for being so practical with how people's real lives are, who aren't just like business uh creative genius monsters basically <laughs> because I do know a lot of people like that like oh so many of my friends they're just uh, they're making a lot of money no and, and I, I know who you're talking about and yeah. I have those fr- I have those friends too and yeah it, and it's amazing and it's exciting yeah. you know because it's like this is possible you know and I tell my husband that all the time like you know that like if I was able to do this full time, you know, and I didn't have all these other commitments and other things going on. Like I could potentially in the next few years, like make enough money for you to like, not have to work anymore. And he's like, okay, well that's cool. But like, that's not, I'm not, you know, like expecting that. Most people are just not, they just don't want to give up the free time for a few years. And it seems to me like all my buddies, really had to give up. They had to become obsessed with their business, mm-hmm. but not just for spurts like me and you probably do. Like, I <laughs> yeah, just obsessed. like us. I, I become obsessed for like three weeks. I'm like around the clock. I'm making things for three weeks. And then I don't even look at them for a year. 
right? And I'm like, oh, well, I worked for three weeks. And it's amazing how much money I've made from these spurts. Like if I look at my total TPT income from the spurts of energy I've had over the last seven years, it's like, wow. Like, I mean, I actually have made a lot of money from these short-term spurts, but not never enough to quit my job. Like I would need to have a year-long spurt to quit my job. And it's just like, I keep looking for that motivation and that energy and that dedication and drive. And it's really a lot of self-discipline for me personally, because obviously my relationships are the most important thing in my life. Without relationships, you don't have anything, right? Like you need relationships in your life. So, and a lot of people that I know that have done this, their relationships are really, really, really solid. Like they're very, like, I mean, it just strikes me as like, they just seem like really, really stable people. Like, Mm -hmm that never have a lot of problems. Like they didn't grow up with some of the issues that I grew up with. And so I try to like, I try to forgive myself for not being superheroes like they are because I did not have an advantage. I did not grow up with wealthy parents or in a good, a good, even a middle-class situation. I grew up very, very poor. I was a Pell Grant kid. When I went to college, my mom was making 12,000 a year and that was it. And my dad wasn't making anything. So like I was, I grew up in poverty and a lot of the people I know that have this drive and dedication they were given an upper hand, you know, their parents bought them their first car and it lasted like 10 years. I bought my first car. It lasted three weeks, you know, like a lot of people are given these opportunities and like, not everybody has the same level of mental capacity either. And I think we've talked about this a lot. Like sometimes there's, there's things preventing us, you know, going on from doing everything that we want to do. Like brain chemical. You yeah, know, no. chemicals. And not everybody has that. You know, not everybody has some of the problems that, you know, that you might be facing. But I think it's so important to just know that even 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever you can give, it is going to make a difference, especially in digital products. Because once you make something and put it out in the world, you can sell it forever. So that's just something that I try to hold on to as I watch all of my friends become millionaires. <laughs> So many of them, so many of them have become millionaires, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's just, it's something like that I make myself feel better thinking like, you know what, it's not about, it's not about burning myself out in a year or two. It's about really focusing on what I can do each day and trying to do that. Like, do I have 20 minutes today to work on my business? I think I can get 20 minutes out at some point. It might be leaving my husband alone in the living room to watch TV by himself, but I can do 20 minutes of something, you know, and I've been thinking more and more, how could I, how can I kind of work on my business a little bit and still communicate to friends and family and still do things. And I think some of it is like when I'm watching a movie with my husband, I think that maybe like during the first 30 minutes of the movie, I could be maybe doing something on my laptop. No, no, don't. I think sometimes I could be. I think sometimes if I've already seen the movie, a lot of times I'm just watching mindless TV. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing something mindlessly, which I think is good, but could I give up a little tiny chunk? Like I go overboard on the mindless activities. I have a lot of free time. So like, could I give up a little bit of that free time? You know what I mean? Like I said, carving 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, just something You know, it's almost like when you're trying to start to work out, like, can you just go on a 20 minute walk? 
is it going to kill you? Like, that's how I need to start thinking about my business. I think, especially teachers by teachers to be a little more successful. Like, can I find 20 minutes and just dedicate it to the business and not get sidetracked, not get distracted? Yeah. And like teachers pay teachers. I mean, these people you're talking about, they made their money on teachers pay teachers, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I have a lot of friends that make their teaching income. They're still teachers, but yeah, they make whatever they make teaching, they make that or more on TPT. Like theoretically, they could quit their jobs. A lot of them are staying in it because either they found a dream job that they really love or, you know, they're in it for the retirement, like the retirement benefits. It wouldn't be smart to walk away from them at this point or healthcare benefits. Like, you know, that we underestimate how much teachers get in healthcare, even though we complain about it endlessly, it's hard being an entrepreneur paying for your own healthcare, you know? So some of them stay on it for that, but well, they- and I'm just, I, I'm just saying that because I'm trying to listen to your voice, your advice and hear it. And it was part of me that was rejecting it because I was like, what? I spend hours on my business a day, you know, like I don't need to like spend 20 minutes a day. Like I spend hours, you know, and I, but what am I actually doing? Am I working on teachers pay teachers? No, (laughs) I'm not working on teachers. And so when I, then I, that occurred to me, I was like, wait a minute. She's talking about teachers pay teachers. I need to sit down and make sure that I do teachers pay teachers specifically for 20 minutes a day, because you're right. All of the money I make on teachers pay teachers, and it's not nothing. I mean, we both make, you know, monthly income through teachers pay teachers. I mean, it varies, you know, like it does for everyone, but like for me, I mean, I'm going to be totally honest, like. I think the most I've ever made in a month on teachers pay teachers was like, I don't know, 2000 or something in a month. And, you know, I'd love to make a lot more because that's like not enough. Like that doesn't replace my teaching income. Um, And my husband even was like, Amanda, you got to work on teachers pay teachers. And that's the thing that I'm like so resistant to. I don't know why. It's just, it's like, I don't know why that is, but because I'm just like, there's an easier way. There's an easier way. But if you just are consistent with teachers pay teachers and like consistently, you know, putting out high quality products and updating old products and like tweaking the different, you know, your covers and your prices and your previews and making sure you have really high quality previews. Yeah. It's just all kind of boring. It is, but if you look at interesting and exciting, you know, if you look at how much, like, look at go back to your your graph and just look at like what has teachers pay teachers made you since day one, and then think about how much work you put into it since day one. For me, not much. Really, it really like I can't believe what little work I've done for how much money I've made. Yeah, and like I said, I've gone through different years where I've been like the first few months on teachers pay teachers. That's all I did, right? My first yeah. three or four months, just I cranked out like 90 products. It's exciting. Months, right. Yeah. Just like crazy amount of products. And, but like the amount of work as a total of my life hasn't been that much, but the amount of money I made has been more than I could ever imagine. Like, and why don't I spend like hour per hour? I make like hundreds of dollars on teachers pay teachers, right? Like if I look up a product that, and I'll track how much, how long a product takes me to make, I have a product took me an hour and a half to make it. I documented it. 
and I've made like $6,000 on it. Like how, how do you make $6,000 in an hour in the real world? You cannot make $6,000 an hour in the real world unless you have like millions of followers or you're like a Kardashian, right? Like it's really, really hard making $6,000 an hour, but I did it. I mean, yeah, it's, that's compounded over years. That's like seven years. Right. But like, wh- why am I such a dum-dum? Why am I not making TPT products all day long? If I spent three days a week doing an hour long project and then, you know, I keep making those, that money is going to snowball eventually. You know what I mean? Like it's going to snowball in the future. And that's what it's done for a lot of my buddies. They work every single day on it. But I think Shelly Reese's advice is just so golden. Just carve out 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. Something specific to making a product or making a product better, like making your snippets better on Teachers Pay Teachers. And you're going to see like huge results. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's leave it, leave it there. I have to go take my puppy on a walk. Um, I got to go take my husband on a walk. He's we should, <laughs> we should definitely do like, maybe like a revisit this topic in an, in a year to see if it's a, yeah. Like maybe we can both like make something of this. And I love this idea of selling a $30 product and just trying to get 25 sales a day or just having a sales goal on a product every day. I've never really had that before. I've never said, Oh, I want to sell five of these each day. And I'm going to keep trying and trying and trying until I do. I do think that would be good for us to have a little like that. Well, I'm going to try Facebook ads and I'm also going to do the 20 minutes a day on just teachers pay teachers products. See if you can do it. I mean, I feel like 20 minutes a day is a small sacrifice. It is. You're right. Okay. All right, have fun with your puppy. Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs. Visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you'll have good luck forever.